Hello, I'm Sandra Pollock of Open Mind Coaching and this is the Mirror Challenge. I have been coaching people in the areas of life, career and business for over 20 years and have clients in countries all over the world. My passion is to help people become successful, to overcome challenges and to take the steps that they really want to take to achieve their dreams. Now, if you've listened to the first in the series on the topic I'm stuck, you will recall that I said I would be sharing some follow-up tips on this particular topic in the next few podcasts. In this session then, I will be continuing to focus on that topic, I'm stuck, and the topics I'll be looking at in this session, or the tips I'll be sharing on in this session, is connect with yourself, that's number one. Number two, don't be afraid of you. And number three, learn to listen to yourself. So let's get started. Connect with yourself. This may sound a little strange because most of us would think that we're already connected to ourselves and that we know who we are. But if we're feeling stuck, this is clear evidence that you may not be as connected to yourself as you would really want to be. For example, one area in which we can learn to better connect with ourselves is in understanding what our body needs and when it needs it. For example, when it needs to rest and when it needs relaxation, when it needs sleep, food, etc. Sometimes we work through these conditions or these feelings and we try to ignore them because we want to achieve other things in our lives. And then we end up sleeping badly, being too tired or eating the wrong foods. Another example is understanding what your mind and your emotions are telling you. Reading our emotional state may not be something that we're encouraged to do in our society, but our emotions give us messages about what's really happening, what's really going on within us and what we need to deal with. We are usually trained to ignore these natural human messages. When you're feeling unloved in the world around you or by the world around you, it could be that this is a sign from your inner self showing you that you need to work on loving yourself more instead of looking outside and looking to other people to do that job for you. In many cases, when we are seeing lack around us, it is likely to be the very thing that we need. And the best way to get something is to give something. So if you're feeling loved or if you're feeling unloved, really, or if you're seeing conditions of lack of love, or maybe start loving yourself. Being connected with yourself will enable you to learn, understand and accept what will make you happier within. Number two, don't be afraid of you. When we are not used to hearing or trusting our own voice, we might feel a sense of apprehension at the thought of trusting our own opinions or listening and going with our own voice, our own view on things. A sense of fear may even be created and well up within you um, when you find that you want things and make decisions that are different from those of the people around you, your parents, guardians, uh, spouse or partner, or any other person in your life or community that you consider an authority figure. It may even be that the things that you find you like or you're interested in doing and really want to do may be different 
from someone really close to you, someone that you um, admire and live closely with, like a spouse or partner or best friend. So you may feel a sense of fear when you think that this might cause some degree of conflict between you and others. Now, this doesn't mean that you are wrong or what you like is wrong. It doesn't make you wrong. It doesn't make what you want or need wrong. You do have the right as a human being to your own opinion and you have a right to want different things to those other people that you that are around you and from what other people think you should want. So don't be afraid to explore your own wants, likes and interests, even when those are not the same as others that you hold dear. You may actually introduce other people to new things that they might eventually find out that they like. An example of this from my own life is when I decided I wanted to try horse riding and my husband had always said he hated horses after having been kicked by a horse when he was a child. Horse riding for me was one of the things that I had put on my to-do list by the end of the year. So a list of things that I promised myself that I will um, achieve. They're not always big things but you know for me horse riding was just something I really wanted to do and I was determined to do it. My husband didn't want me to and he didn't really want to join me but I was determined. So in, an, in a wish not to be outdone by me, my husband decided that he would actually join me in the end. And he had to admit at the end of the, the riding session that he actually thoroughly enjoyed it. Had it not been for me pursuing my own interests, he would not have had such a great experience and he certainly would not now have a different view on horses. So let's look at point number three, learning to listen to yourself. We speak to ourselves in a number of ways. We all do this, it's part of our condition as human beings. We hear words and thoughts in our head and we commonly refer to this as self-talk. No one ever really comes to the point where they do not have some kind of dialogue or imagery going on in their heads. For the record, even those people who meditate actually still have some imagery or dialogue happening in their minds. We can never stop thinking. The skill in meditation is to learn to direct your thinking to create more calm. The other ways that we talk to ourselves is not only through our minds, but through our emotions and actually through our feelings. But not only the feelings that you can't touch, but I'm talking about the feelings that we experience through our bodies. The feelings that we experience through our bodies many times will tell us how, how we're actually feeling in terms of what experience is going on around us. What's going on within us and why, what we like, what we're comfortable with and what we don't like so much. We get these messages from our body, from our mind, we pick it up from the environment and also from people around us. So our body is a mechanism that actually, you know, receives like an antenna, receives messages, but it also gives off messages. So it's very important that we learn to listen and to understand what our body and our mind is saying through our physical experiences, our physical feelings, but also our emotional feelings too. It's unfortunate that many of us were never taught to value these messages or how important they are for our personal happiness and satisfaction. 
I'm sure that you can remember a time where you felt afraid and you just knew there was danger and you felt that throughout all of your body. How about when you feel that you're coming down with a cold or an illness and you feel that oh, you just know that what your body is telling you is that you need to go and get some rest so that you can avoid that cold or that illness taking hold. And there are certain types of messages we're comfortable with like that, um, but there are other deeper messages that we don't quite understand because we've not given it the time. If we don't listen to ourselves, we cause internal frustration and confusion. And that could be another reason why we're feeling stuck because we've not been listening to the messages our body has been sharing with us. This latter method of self-communication may not seem like anything that you're familiar with, but on a deeper level, I guess that we are because it's natural. We just need to take it more seriously. You know, when you begin to feel nervous, if you're going to do something, you have those nerves and you can feel those all through your body. Well, these are messages. Messages may be saying, okay, I don't like this. What are you going to do? How are you going to handle this? But they're all messages that is really telling us that we need to make sure that we are ready for whatever we're going to encounter. At these times, our mind and our body is giving us clear direction. We need to learn to listen and to understand what those messages are. So if we can learn to understand them, we can avoid making wrong decisions, taking wrong actions and experiencing less frustration and confusion. I hope that the tips I've shared so far will at least get you thinking about how you can move yourself out of feeling stuck. Everything takes time and these are just tips to get you started. Working through them with a good coach can help you to progress more quickly. Whether that coach is me or someone else is really not the important thing. What's important is that you are moving forward and you're getting the help and support that you need. Let me know how you're doing and how, you know, these tips are working for you. And also let me know if there's anything else I can help you with. So until next time, when we'll be looking at three additional tips, identifying your core values, accepting and taking responsibility and setting your priorities. This is Sandra Pollock reminding you that you can find out more by checking my website, which is openmindcoaching.com or dropping me an email at Sandra at openmindcoaching.com. Thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye for now. See you soon.